Hi, this is Arik. And Aurelia. And we're the Xanders. And we're going to be talking about life and important things. Or so we think. <laughs> but as always, we let you be the judge of that. That's right. So we are here uh, discussing on our Ageless podcast. And I'm so happy to be sitting here with you because I think what we have to talk about today is a really big, a big one. Uh, some of the things that I've, I've thought about was... Spiritual seekers, pretty much. Mm, well, I want to say to that that, you know, I have actually no idea what we are talking about until Arik presents it to me. So this always is a big surprise to me as it may be to you. So today it will be about spiritual seekers. Yeah. thing I hear. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, it's in my head. So, of course, I've been having, like, dialogue about it. So, yeah, that definitely... Um, so yeah, I want to ask about spiritual seekers. Um, I mean, you know what that is, or? Well, I. I mean, were you a spiritual seeker? I mean, let's define it first, and then. Well, I really don't think I ever was a spiritual seeker. I have to say because I have one of my earliest memories. I was maybe four years old. I'm at home in my playroom and. I had a little altar, and on this altar, you know, I had like little stars that I got in kindergarten for being a good girl, and had pictures of angels and pictures of Je pictures of Jesus, and like all these things. And uh, I was meditating. Mm -hmm. So uh, for me, no, I don't think I was a spiritual seeker. Yeah. Were you? Um, no, I was a spiritual survivor. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole other story. I I had to kind of just figure out ways to survive, and uh, I feel like more of the spiritual energy sought me out. Mm. You know? Yeah. Mm. So spiritual seeker, the way I understand it, is you know somebody who maybe knows that there is more. You know, as we are also movie buffs, which you should have realized by now, mm -hmm. the one and only movie we can cite on that regards would be The Matrix. You know, when Neo, he knows that something's wrong and something's not the way it's supposed to be and that what he sees around him is not quite as real as everybody makes him think but he doesn't know what it is, so this is how you become a seeker. Mm -hmm. Like, you really want to know the truth. Yeah, but I do think there are two different kinds of spiritual seekers. Um, in my experience, uh, I, have, I have encountered many spiritual seekers who can't stop seeking. Hmm... Yeah, I mean, that, of course, that's always a possibility. Because uh, in order to just really either find the right thing, but I mean, if they haven't found the right thing, of course, they would keep on seeking. So I don't quite know what to say to that. So let's say it's the one that hasn't found the real thing yet, so they keep on seeking, then I don't think there's anything wrong with it. If it's uh, somebody who keeps on seeking because they have FOMO and they cannot commit even if they find the right thing, you know, then it's a different story. I think, I, I don't even necessarily think it's about finding the right thing for those, the second kind of spiritual seekers because 
I think it's about not going deep. Just kind of like wanting to be on the surface because if, you know, it's, it's kind of like in episode two, you talked about that burning passion to be mm -hmm. spiritual. Yeah. And a lot of people, most people who kind of just are satisfied with memes and, and I'm not talking about Instagram memes. I'm talking about things that you hear over and over and over and over again, and then you think that they're real. Okay? Okay, so then I would, um, you know, just even suggest that we find a different word for it. Because yeah. these are not really spiritual seekers because there's nothing spiritual about it. So mm -hmm. forget what I said before about Neo and all of that. Because that really is just the spiritual seeker who is honestly looking for truth and mm -hmm. not just somebody who may just be disgruntled with a personal situation and want to better that situation, which I have also met people who do that, who say, well, well, here I'm on a spiritual path. I thought, you know, now I'm supposed to be happy all the time. Yeah, but... Very interesting. So I have an idea. Okay. We can call the neos of the world like spiritual aspirants. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. That sounds good. And, and then we stay with the seekers for... Yeah, and the seekers are seeking because uh -huh. they don't stop seeking. Yeah. But aspirants, they aspire. Uh-huh. You know? And right. you should never stop aspiring also. Uh -huh. but it. But seeking, you eventually need to stop seeking. Uh -huh. And you need to commit and become uh -huh. loyal and uh -huh. transform. And then not just seek the next thing because I find mm -hmm. that uh, I, I, you know, I've even like, I've seen clients like that where people have been referred to me and I'm sure this has happened to you before when you were in practice, uh, that they'll be like, oh, you know, I'm sending you to so-and-so and they're a total seeker. And then I'm just kind of like, okay, great. You know, cause I also thought it was like a spiritual aspirant as we now have defined mm -hmm. But as soon as you hit something on the head, you know, or really expose something at the root, they're out of there. That's correct. Yes, I had plenty of people that think mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or the worst is, in my opinion, this is just my opinion, or when you help them or the, and they have a success, but they attribute it to the other hundred modalities that they're, that they're working on. And what I find so sad about that, and I'm not saying that I, you know, need the acknowledgement or the praise or need them to acknowledge where to, what I need, what I think is the most important thing is that they know what worked for them. Mm. But spiritual seekers, when something works for them, they don't know where to attribute it to. Yeah, to themselves. That's my experience. Yes. They attribute it to yes. themselves. That's right. That uh, is so true. I can't even tell you. How many like posts I have read where it's about my healing journey mm. and my soul path and my experiences and how I attracted this healer and this teacher and I did this and I did <laughs> that. I mean... That mm -hmm. is so true what you're saying. They're mm -hmm. basically mm -hmm. just using people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's so intense. It's sad. It makes them look good too, you know, and especially yeah. if they 
let's say they chose a modality that is the flavor of the month, you know, then they look really good. Like cacao rituals. <laughs> Something like that, please stop. Mm -hmm. But yes. Okay, so, but like, then, I mean, of course it is the eye that is doing it. But then, what is it really? Like, you don't want to attribute it to the psychologist or the therapist, like, You also don't want to make them like, okay, they helped me heal. So like, but it's not the ego that's doing it. It's so what is that then? Like how, how, like what's the, what's the humble way? Like what's the, the actual way of explaining that? Mm, you do not have to explain it humbly or otherwise. It's really where the, what the head hits the nail or meets the nail or <laughs> say that mm -hmm. um, so that's really quite simple because this is when as you said before when it starts to get difficult when it's no longer just like this fancy flight of my healing journey <laughs> but when it really really becomes difficult when your life becomes more painful than you actually could have ever imagined. Because remember the seeker, how we call them? They are in it for um, short-term happiness. Mm. You know, like they have an emotional problem right now, or they feel they have money problems, or they, have, they want a better relationship. Like anything that they want right now. And so that, okay, well, I've heard, you know, if I'm on a spiritual path, then I be guided and then everything is going to be great. I'm going to intend a magnificent life. And yes, this is true, but it is very, very different from how the seeker understands that. Because maybe I should use it in that way where, you know, this... Um, Then saying is, okay, before you're on the path, mountains are mountains and uh, trees are trees. When you enter the path, mountains are no longer mountains and trees are no longer trees. But then when you're at the end of the path, mountains are mountains again and trees are trees again. And that pretty much describes it. You know, you truly enter on a spiritual path, the whole world is going to go upside down. And then there is nothing that um, incites you to go around blasting, hey, it's my healing journey that I'm doing. It's like, no, I am on this journey. And mm -hmm. I have people, A, B, C, D, help, lending me a helping hand or being a signpost or you know, whatever you want to call that. Beautiful. I also, I, I feel like, you know, we have to also kind of just offer some advice to people who are therapists and healers. Like, what advice can you give them when a seeker is coming to them? Or how to identify a seeker? Someone who's just going to kind of like, use them or not really be serious or I, I think one of the first things that people who are healing others let's just call it that way whether you're like uh, licensed with the government or licensed with 
the light <laughs> is that to of course as always like first cardinal rule is like not expect anything at all and i think a certain amount of just kind of knowing what you're dealing with is also important uh that you should be committed to giving your best but you don't necessarily should be commit, committed to that person's uh, journey because if it's like an ego that's coming I don't know like do you feel like there should be some like protocols or I mean for anybody who's a healer who's listening to this like I, I feel like we can give them some advice or some and I guess there could be seekers in every industry mm. I feel like it's a Gemini Sagittarius axis uh, problem yeah, so you're reading my mind because uh, that would be my answer that I do not want to limit this to healers or other health practitioners. It could be any industry, like could if you're hiring anything. an employee or, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. and so um, my advice to everybody in all industry, in all positions is um, only advise people on what it is that you have experienced. And that means that if a spiritual seeker comes to me and has a certain spiritual question, mm -hmm. then I will talk from experience. You know, like going back to our last podcast when I oh, shamefully admitted that I cannot walk through walls. So I would not teach somebody or pretend to teach somebody how to walk through walls. Me either. Because, you know, I haven't done it. I do not know. Mm -hmm. it. Well, I have actually, I have seen Auric doing it. But not at will. Mm -mm. But I have seen him do it. <laughs> like, that he was just in a rush needing to go from here to there. Mm -hmm. And he was walking straight through that wall of that supermarket. I, I remember that. That was, like, so intense. Either way, you know, stuff like that happens. But yeah. this is not something that, you know, then I... That's my would... personal experience. It's not something that I would teach. Exactly. That's what you're saying, right? Well, because you didn't do it by will. It just it happened. Yeah. Me. All of a sudden, it was like, bam, I'm on the other side of this. Yeah. It's the best way I can explain it. I said, how did I... I looked back and I didn't, I didn't see you anymore. Uh -huh. Like the first thing I noticed. Uh-huh. Yeah, but I saw you literally mm -hmm. walking through that wall. Yeah. Or disappearing in that wall or whatever it is. I know, I mean, that sounds not really far out. However, it is true in Wildix Anderson. We're talking about this kind of stuff but, all the time. I mean, this whole Ages podcast is about, like, letting go. I mean, not all of it, but, like, letting go of material attachments. Mm -hmm. You know, and knowing that we everything is in mind. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it is far out, but... Yeah, and going back to the advice that we would have, if any of, you know, the practitioners or professionals would ask, is like, no, don't give advice on things that you have not experienced yourself, like that you have not mastered. Let's right. It that way. And then there is no danger because, you know, then you will not tell whoever is coming to you seeking whatever it is they're seeking, you will not... Uh, push them on you a know, path they're not supposed to be. I, I think that's, oh, that's what it's about because this is such good advice. I've seen you do that with people. And I've seen these quote-unquote seekers 
ask you these absurd questions. And I mean, they really pull them out of left field. Mm-hmm. And I and I'm so intense like that. Like when I hear someone asking a question, it's like I know if it's something that they've read or something that they heard or something that they saw. Like I can literally see the energy that this is not an original question. This is just some either A trying to show off what they know, but the but but which doesn't work in my case because the wisdom doesn't match the voice. If mm, that makes sense. Yes. Mm, you know? Yeah. Or B they're trying to test or C they're just talking about the weather. <laughs> they get that kind of energy. Mm-hmm. And when I see people that asking you these kinds of questions, like, you know, for example, oh no, I, j- just like random people, like people when they find out that maybe you know something about something, then they, like, mm-hmm. they go, well, you know, what do you think about that? Whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how is she going to answer this? I mean, first of all, this question, in my opinion, is barely makes sense because of, like I said, if the, if the information doesn't match the voice, then I'm already thrown off. Like not thrown off, but like I'm disinterested. Like it's like, this is not real. Why am I going to waste my time? Either way I digress. And in every case you end up talking about some experience that you have mastered, I guess, even if it's something very mundane mm-hmm. or mediocre, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it could just be some personal experience you had. Not like this, you know... Here you have it. My husband thinks my personal experiences are mediocre. <laughs> wow. What'd you say to that? <laughs> <laughs> That's far from the case. But, like, you'll come back with, oh, you know, then this is how I prepared my green tea. Uh-huh. Yes. And then there's so much wisdom packed in that because there's experience. Mm-hmm. Do you think they like it? No. Not at all. I had actually one person at one point um, really threatened to kill me. Like she got very, very aggressive and she said she's going to kill me if I'm not going to give her that secret that she was seeking right now. You're kidding. No, I'm not. The seekers are crazy. Yeah, and it was just, I said, hey, all I'm doing is giving you that secret saying exactly what that is but you know you cannot hear it your ears like the vessel of your ears because it's not there yet you cannot hear nor understand what mm-hmm. it is that i'm saying so you know, if you must kill me tough shit i don't think you will i'm not afraid and i certainly will not be threatened into doing something mm-hmm. that cannot be done yeah and what their vessel is ready to hear. Yes. They're not happy with it. Because no. I think it's a I think if you're seeking you're not happy with who you are. Exactly. And in a way you need to be happy with who you are in order to learn. Yes. You know, or to really go deep. Yeah. Like at least not all of you, but you know, at least some of you. Because seeking is almost like running. Yes, exactly. It's like an escapism. Yes, it is like what I called earlier. Um, you know, this seeking or this looking for short-term happiness. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you are um, honest to God, a bona fide spiritual teacher, like you are not suspensing. Is that the right word? Suspending? Suspending? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Dispensing. 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 Uh-huh. You are not dispensing 
um, short-term happiness. You have the bigger picture and you want your student or the person in front of you, you know, to open their mind to have that bigger picture too. And this is then long-term happiness, like real indestructible happiness that is no longer bound to the cycle of frustration and elation. That's beautiful. And let's get more into that bigger picture right after this break. This podcast is brought to you by Aurelia Essential Oil Synergies. 100% pure, therapeutic grade essential oil synergies since 1991. Providing wellness for you and everyone around you. Okay, so we are back here uh, talking about seekers and aspirants, and we've been joined by Fur Baby Seya. <laughs> so she's right here with us. And yeah, fascinating, really fascinating. Also, like with this concept of escapism and how this kind of gives birth to the New Agers. Mm. Yeah. Because I feel like a lot of people, I mean, thankfully not that many, but enough, they just, you know, they want to be entertained. It's not really about transformation and going deep and getting in touch with themselves, but just like finding the next thing. And then, like I said, the most tragic thing is that when, when they do make a breakthrough and they achieve a goal, they don't give gratitude or thanks because they don't know where it came from. Mm. because if they have like many apples and many baskets or whatever you call it they don't know they don't know where to give thanks because it could just be everything that helped contribute to it and I feel like it, the, the worst thing that happens is that it robs the seeker of any chance of experiencing the most spiritual quality in, all, every, in the whole entire world gratitude mm. well I would like to put in a little bit disclaimer because yes, chances are that everything did contribute to the breakthrough and yes, that they probably cannot point their finger onto this one thing and I don't know that there is necessarily anything wrong with that at that level that we're talking about. Okay. But what you say about the gratitude to me is... You know, for the seeker, like, doesn't even apply because, you know, if I'm the one doing it, why would I have gratitude? You think I'm grateful to myself? Do you think, like, I've ever had a moment of being, oh, my God, I'm so grateful to myself that this happened? I really don't think so. Can you have honest gratitude about, to yourself? No, I, that's what I'm saying. I really don't think so. I mean, you mm -hmm. can live in a state of gratitude. But I don't know, at some point, you know, this is the whole... Um, the whole truth about the spiritual path mm -hmm. is that you forget about yourself. And that doesn't mean, you know, that you, like, have no ego or whatever. Anybody who knows me will readily admit that my ego is huge. I mean, I am a 15-degree Leo rising, after all, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So I have a really big ego, which means I have a big vessel, mm -hmm. a big vessel for desire, which we all need. However, on the spiritual path, you learn forget about this big ego mm -hmm. 
it is there and you use it as your tool. But it's not like, you know, when I'm using a hammer to put in a nail in the wall, it's not that, you know, the hammer directs me what to do and what painting to hang. And, mm. you know, no, like, this is my tool and I use it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, speaking as someone who has a uh, 15-degree Aries moon and perhaps a bigger ego than you do, <laughs> uh... <laughs> You know, I totally understand what you're saying, but it requires a lot of strength to be able to do that. I mean, it's really difficult, but I, I yeah. understand, like, with the appreciation, uh, the gratefulness. I think you can appreciate your ego for, like, you know, what it does as, as you command it. Mm -hmm. Like, as you would appreciate your car, or you appreciate your pen. Or my good hammer. Or your good hammer, that's yeah. right. Uh -huh. But gratitude is an attitude. Yeah. It's very interesting. Mm -hmm. and I totally appreciate my ego. Yeah. I mean, I really do. I mean, without my ego, I mean, I couldn't have any experiences. I could not really sit here and talk about things. Mm -hmm. or, or on another level, I mean, I also, I think, I am healthily vain. I have, um, you know, Venus in Libra, which technically would say if somebody has that placement they are looking nice mm -hmm. to say the least mm -hmm. probably somebody not as shy as I am would say they're very beautiful mm -hmm. either way I do like the way I look you know I am I'm vain like that I would not want to consider myself ugly or something like that yeah so, and again this is this is what we're talking about like you have to have a certain level of self-love and and to be able to be a spiritual aspirant. Otherwise, you're a seeker. Yes. Because you're seeking to fill all these par all these voids within yourself. Mm. Like, if you, if you don't like the way that you look, then you're going to seek whatever modality you need to fill that void. Oh, yeah, that's right. I will then maybe become a new age disciple of somebody who say, oh, you know... Don't be superficial. Like, it's Show not important mm -hmm. which way you look. Or, and if you care about that, then you're superficial. And if you want to be spiritual, then that's not the right thing. Yeah, that's probably true. So, no, I'm not into this at all. Not yeah. at all. I think it, you know, personally, I, I think it's very important and very spiritual to take care of your looks and to take care of, you know your your wellness mm -hmm. and your because beauty is a spiritual quality yeah exactly you know, so, but but I, it comes from within mm -hmm. and then and then from within then you attract whatever it is from without that supports that i mean i have no judgment about any kind of you know modalities and this and that like you can really just as long as you're beautiful from within you don't need to seek something mm -hmm. from without yeah, that's true. And the same is true with, like, fears, for example. It, it, you know, fears are all about us projecting whatever it is that we're afraid of onto some external thing, but then making it about the external thing. Mm -hmm. 
I don't know how we quite got there from the seekers and aspirants to the fear, but it is true. Yeah, the running, the escapism. Oh, the escape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. So, yeah, it's just really about, like, not being able... Like, I think one of the, just, like, the last things I really, I really want to be clear about is, like, isn't important to really know what is facilitating transformation within you? Yes. Or, yeah, because, like, the spiritual seekers, they have a million things going. Like, you know, they're doing this healing and this and that and that religion and this spiritual thing and they're, you know getting this done and whatever, crystal, akasha, you know, whatever, they're doing all these things and then they have a little breakthrough, but they really don't know where to put it, but it is important to know where it's coming from, right? Or In my experience it is because uh, I need to attribute my progress to the modality that helped me progress because only then I can... Um, really, really decide what my next step should be and in which direction my next step should go. If I'm unclear of what facilitated or initiated the transformation, I may as well just end up going in circles, which means, you know, if you go a circle at some point, you go backwards. Mm -hmm. And then going backwards might look new, and so the seeker identity is fulfilled. <laughs> yes, sadly, that's true. So I guess the solution is really just to to commit and be loyal. Yeah, if you find something that's of high vibration that mm -hmm. you know really changes you, and and nobody can tell you that you have changed. I mean, of course, you know you can see somebody after ten years or a high school reunion or whatever. So, Oh my God, you know, you have changed so much, blah, blah, but really, you know, you just got older. Mm -hmm. But because deep inside, you're the only person to know, you know, you have changed. And how do you know that is by your responses to life. Yeah. Well, I know that you have changed since I've known you, but you've remained the same. And I totally think that you're so beautiful with your Venus and Libra. Thank and you. I also know there's some other planets there, but no need to divulge it because you clearly see it on the outside. And I know for myself, uh, when I was first consciously getting on the spiritual path, even though, you know, I was really born into it, like, you know, but that's a whole nother story. Uh, I thought that commitment was prison. <laughs> Yeah, I remember that. Remember that? Yeah. And I thought, no, I like I cannot commit to one thing because then I say no to a million. Mm -hmm. But it was really only once I started getting committed and devoted that I felt the most free I ever felt. It's almost like this thing, like you need to know the rules before you can break them. And that cannot be explained until you've tried it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I can just share that with our listeners that this is, this is, this is one of these paradoxes. Like, and it applies to everything, mm -hmm. like all areas, all 12 houses, business, family, relationship, identity, mm. you know, money, everything. When you really commit and invest, it does, it gives you amount, it gives you freedom, it gives you power. The, and then the only thing, and I think this would be like a really good, you know, next future podcast is that it gives you that endurance 
but you also don't want to make it the golden calf. Mm. Because you, as you're changing, you always need to make sure with devotion that you're not making it like an idol. Mm -hmm. Something that works for you. Because it's not about the thing, really. It's about your vessel that you can receive from it. Yeah, that's right. Or how the uh, Tibetan Buddhists, I think it is, say that, you know, you need a boat that carries you across the ocean of samsara, but then once you're at the other side, you have to be willing to let the boat go and not schlep it across the island forever. <laughs> yeah, ever. beautiful. Beautiful, yeah, because then maybe you need, like, a jeep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, anyhow, this has been very illuminating and very suspenseful, I think. And um, looking forward to going into, you know, the things, the different topics that are to come from this. So, this has been Arik. And Aurelia. And we are the Xanders, and you've just listened to an episode of Ageless. Bye! See you next time! Listen to Ageless and subscribe on Apple, Google, Spotify, or YouTube. Discussing human life in all its complexities in a simplistic way.